Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, you are listening to Nobody Cares, the podcast. I am your host, Auntie Donahue, who totally cares. Um, I might be the only one and that's why this podcast happened because I like to imagine a world in which um, everyone wants to hear about everything I love and think and care about, but they do not. So here we are. Basically, here's how it works. This week we have the delightful, talented, wonderful Kat Angus, who is a writer, creator. She used to be an illustrator, although I think she still is because you don't just stop drawing. Um, she is fantastic and wonderful and so funny. We've been friends for a while and that's why I'm bragging about how great she is because I use my friends to make myself feel better about who I am in the world. Anyway, um, she's coming on to talk about Babe, which is a film I've never seen despite being alive when it came out and a child nonetheless. I collected all the clip-ons from McDonald's, but I did not see the film. And Kat had some beef with Babe. Um, I can do a great impression of Babe. You'll hear that. Um, I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Cat, Angus, Babe, another episode of Nobody Cares. Cool. Oh my God, here you are. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. You know I can do a great impression I know. of Babe. I know it so well that when you just text me the words, I can hear your impression of it. 100%. And I'll just do it before we get into it because you're talking – you're not just talking about the film Babe today. You're talking about a part of I'm tra- Babe. I'm talking about a very specific part of Babe. Right. You okay. earlier said I have beef. I really have pork with oh, Babe. Oh, very. Babe. That's great. Yeah. I like puns. <laughs> Some people would be like, oh, come on. Those people suck. Yeah. And I want them away from they me. They should be sent to the penitentiary. Never. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is how we became friends. And you know what? We did bond over pulled pork. We did. Because we were at Lou Dogs, which isn't open anymore, I don't think. Is it gone? Well, that one is gone. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I, or I don't know where it went, but I, it's not there anymore. So God bless. Yeah. You know, so anyway, la, la, la. We've moved on. It's happened. Great impression. Thank it's you. like Babe is right here in front of I me. I used to do it in the backseat of my friend's cars <laughs> when we were after leaving the bar. And they would just be like, this is not, no one wants this. <laughs> no one has ever wanted that. Okay. So let's cut to the chase. All right. Well, this is great to come on because literally I'm the only person who has this opinion about Babe. Right. So give for people who might not – I mean I have never seen Babe. OK. So give me a quick synopsis of Babe. It is a whimsical, fun fairy tale of a story about a young pig named Babe who is adopted by a, a – a taciturn farmer, I would say, and meant to for Christmas dinner, but then the farmer starts, sort of starts liking him and then realizes that Babe the Pig is actually quite good at shepherding sheep. Oh. Better than the dogs. He does it in his own style. And so just decides to enter Babe into the shepherding competition. Oh. Yeah. 
Can you tell me what happens then? Well, so the reason Babe is so good at it, whereas the dogs are okay at it, is that the dogs are very aggressive, whereas Babe is very polite and just asks them nicely. But when they get to the competition, none of the sheep will talk to him, so he can't get them on his side. Why? They're just just rude. They don't know him. They're sheeple. Babe may be nice, but nobody owes him their time. They are allowed to not talk to him. That's true. I mean, I don't know who the fuck Babe is. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Pig comes up to you and is like, excuse me. You're like, I'm a busy, I'm a busy modern woman. Yeah. 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 Um, So they're worried. So one of the dogs goes running back to the farm to tell the other sheep about this problem. And they say, well, here's the thing. There's a secret password. And if you say it to the sheep, they will do whatever you want them to do. This movie is fucked up. Right? It sounds insane. I hate yeah, this. Yeah, like but sounds continue. fake, but okay. Keep, I feel like you're making a film up. <laughs> like I was like, it was due today. And you're like, oh, yeah, for my presentation. This movie was nominated for seven Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Director. So what's oh, the- Best Supporting Actor for James Cromwell. Well, naturally. It won for Best Special Effects. Because well, well, well. 1995 was an interesting time. Question. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the password? Oh, it is a, uh, I don't know it all, but it is a long... Oh, it's a sentence. It's it's like a poem, essentially. It's like, bar am you, to your flock be true. No, I hate it. Et cetera, et cetera. I hate this so much. Okay, so he gives them the password. Yeah, so they, they get the password. Babe gets the password. He does it to the sheep, and so even though all everyone in the audience thinks it's ridiculous that a pig could be could win this competition, it's ridiculous they're here at this event. Actually, <laughs> that's what's ridiculous. But. Uh, but suddenly the sheep start doing exactly what he wants in a very ordered fashion, and he wins the competition. This movie sounds like it, the the point is be complacent. <laughs> is that right? Well. I think it's a good message to say that you can upend the status quo just because that's how it's always been doesn't mean that's how it needs to Fair. be. Finding new ways, being nice, being generous, that is a very good message. Yeah. Here's the thing. Babe cheated. <gasps> Babe's oh, he a did. cheater. He did cheat. He got insider information that none of the other contestants got. And he used it. He didn't share it. He was like, fine, that's great. I have secret information that nobody even knows exists, and I'm going to use that for my personal benefit. So the dogs didn't even have this information. No. They were just trying their best. Yeah, the dogs were just... The, and everyone's like, oh, but the dogs were so mean. Those dogs were raised to be mean. They don't know that there's another option. Also, they need dogs. education. Yes. They need to be educated. Yeah, this elitist pig waltzes yeah. in, gets a password. Isn't that nice? Yeah. One percenter. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other white meat raising to the top oh, once again. Oh, shit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen... That's some real – we are talking some real <laughs> politics here. Like the whole movie is just about how, ni- how nice Babe is and it would be no- so much better if everyone were like Babe. If Babe were truly nice, he would have shared this information with the other dogs and he could have won on his own merits. That's Whoever true. is the best would actually win rather than whoever has the secret password. Also, who came up with that idea? I don't know. You know what I mean? I feel like that was like the last gun. Like somebody finished their cocaine binge. They passed out. Then like the next morning, the executive was like, are you, are you ready for the pitch? And he's like, oh, shit. Why did they listen to the pig? Why did they do this? And then they're like, there's a password. There's a password. And then that's what we have. And then they, they probably spent months trying to figure out what the password was. And they came up with a poem. A poem. That's so strange because I feel like I was 10 when Babe came out. Mm-hmm. So I was like the prime target. Yeah. Um, I don't watch animal films because they make me cry. Oh. And even as a kid, I didn't – I would cry all the time because I was just overly emotional. And then once I got a little bit older, I was like, oh, I know. I'll just avoid the things that bring me sadness. <laughs> it doesn't it's an end interesting tactic. great. Yeah, don't do that. Um, I saw Peter – spoiler alert. I saw Peter Rabbit and I was like – 
<laughs> that even made me cry. So I can't, like, I really can't see Babe because I I collected all the McDonald's toys and I just, you know, did you ever have those? I've had McDonald's toys, but okay. not the Babe one. So they had these very specific, um, they were t- they were like their first plush, like, uh, animals that mm. came in. They were little and they clipped on everything. So everyone's backpacks were covered in babe toys. And I <laughs> came to understand that it was basically Charlotte's Web. It is very Charlotte's Webby. Yeah. Uh, minus the spider. Minus the spider, essentially. And then James Cromwell earned an Oscar nom. Oscar nomination. Uh, apparently he paid for his own Oscar nomination consideration campaign. What? Like he paid 60 grand to be to be promoted in this way. I imagine. Well, and like this movie's cute, but I watch it and I'm like seven Oscar nominations. Best picture. What else was nominated that year? Oh God, I don't even remember. Was Toy Story nominated? No, that was 96, right? I think so. No, it was December 95. It was the year after Forrest Gump won. Oh, Apollo 13, I think won. Braveheart. Braveheart. Alex, you're allowed to, you can just shout it. That's fine. (laughs) And the Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects wasn't nominated for Best Picture. No, it got it got supporting actor, uh, yeah, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> well, <he's>, <laughs> don't mention his name. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, God, I hope we don't find out Babe is another one. <laughs> it's like the last thing we need. It's like I'll tell you how he was really rude to those sheep. Yeah, actually, yeah, he's not. He's fine with taking unfair advantages. Apparently, yeah. That's here's the thing. So you were how old when you first saw this film? Eleven or twelve, depending on what time of year that movie came out. So at what point did you get fixated on Babe being a cheater? Oh, not until years later. Really? Yeah. So were you like, did you love Babe? I thought it was fine. Right. I was like, this was a cute movie to see with my parents. Oh, you saw it with your parents? Yeah. Oh, That's nice. I, go, I still go see movies with my parents sometimes. I get too emotional. <laughs> I, I think what we're learning here is I repress my feelings. But that's a different podcast. Oh, my parents one. and I have such a weird history of the movies they take me to. Because they would take me to go see Babe, and then my dad would take me to go see Seven. Oh, Oh, and like I, I once said this to him a couple. I said this to him a couple years ago. I'm like, why did you take agree to take me to see Seven when I was 11 years old? Oh my god! And he was like, you really wanted to see it. And he's like, and also it was ra- it was 14A in Canada, and I figured you were good enough. <laughs> well, I mean, you were probably very smart. I was so mature for my age. Did you understand? The torture devices. Uh, no. Okay, that's kind of a blessing. <laughs> Most of them. The one when they find the uh, sex worker and the guy with the with the thing. Oh god! Even as an adult, that one's harder to get because they flash by. I, I get the feeling the MPAA was like, you could barely show that thing. Yes, don't show it. Maybe I think <laughs> yeah. you could have just said it, and yeah. we would have been like, I got it. Yeah, I know what it meant. <laughs> I don't need to see it. But yeah, so I saw Babe when with my parents and just was like, that was fine. And when it got nominated for Oscars, even at age eleven or twelve, I was like, her. Him? Really? Yeah. Little Anne Bland going yeah. on. <laughs> Just a May and Egg made into a movie. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, I remember it was a big babysitting film, like, because being like 10, 11 – everybody's like parents would just throw them in front of babe and then they could do the groceries or clean the house for like two hours oh uh yeah a few years ago my sister brought her niece and nephew over to my apartment to meet my then kittens Mm -hmm. and basically we just put on babe so my sister and i could go talk yeah it's like the babysitting movie absolutely so at what point did you go from it's a cute movie to an actual you are obsessed with this angle because i will say you kind of are because when I was like, want to come on my podcast? And you're like, like yeah. Yeah. I know I, exactly what I want to talk about. And that's rare. No one has come up with it. It's taken days for most people. Oh, yeah. No. It's – I think I was probably 25 or 20 – whenever Netflix 
uh, streaming started <laughs> happening, and it was just, Babe was like one of the five movies they had on there. Right. And I watched it, and Twitter existed, so I immediately put like, "Hey, Babe cheated, you guys!" And oh, nobody agreed with me. Really, everybody was furious. They are wrong. He did cheat. (laughs) Yeah. And I think they were just like, no, he just, he just realized there was another way. It's not his fault that the other dogs didn't realize it. I'm like, it's not his fault, but it's not the dog's fault either. You can't raise creatures to be monsters and then punish them for being monsters. I mean, you can, that's how society has worked for thousands of years, but it's unfair. That is interesting. So who have you shared this, um, hypothesis theory it's like actually i hope someone gets a phd in it um with that you've found like because i also feel like the way people would react to this Mm -hmm. would kind of reflect kind of the way they navigate life (laughs) because if somebody's watching this and they're like this is just and fair babe got a password so babe gets to win i'm like well that's a little ann randish of you actually (laughs) i like look i want babe to win too I mean, I like Babe. I like that he's nice. Sure, I, being nice is nice. Yes, but I want him to win legitimately, fairly. Yes, so I want him to actually be the best. Have you found that, like, as people do argue with it with you about this, that you are seeing aspects of their character <laughs> that you may not have recognized before? I think I'm mostly just realizing that maybe I'm just a huge pe- pe- pessimist. I don't think that's the case. Hmm. I think pessimism. It would be like. Babe should have been eaten for Christmas dinner. Right. Like, that would have been a bit of a... Like, <laughs> he would have been delicious. He would have... He's a little fat pig. I can only imagine Yum. sentient pigs taste better than regular pigs. I mean, that pig was wandering free, <laughs> inhaling air. He was singing Christmas carols. Yeah, this wasn't like the pigs of, like, a slaughterhouse that's like a buzzkill you read about in the paper. Yeah. This is like how farming works. He's a farmer. Right? What do you want? <laughs> Why else is he here? And I think it's like it's ultimately quite a damaging lesson to teach children because it they should be learning being nice will get you further, but it doesn't make it okay to cheat. Also, may I say, since we're here mm-hmm. and visiting Niceville or whatever, yeah. being nice is kind of the reason everything sucks because it's like <laughs> I like you're told as a kid, be nice, be nice, be nice, and. You don't learn to stand up for yourself because you don't want – like I remember getting stuck next to like sat between two bullies in um, kindergarten because I was nice. So they just picked on me and I wouldn't fight back. Yeah. So no. Don't be nice. (sighs) If I have children, which I hope to God I don't. (laughs) Same. God. Bless them. Great aunt. I'm going to be a good aunt. Mm -hmm. Love my friend's kids. I'm good though. Thank you so much for asking everyone. Um. I would raise them to be like, actually, if someone is being a dick to you, fight back. Stand up for yourself. Your anger is a valid emotion that you don't need to tamp down. That's the thing. Nice is I hate I think do they use that word in babe? I don't know, but I think I think it's good to teach kids that just the way that's how it's always been doesn't mean that's how it has to be. Terrific. And if great. there's a way to bring more kindness into the world, Love do, it. do it. Kindness is great. Yes. Sure. Uh but to teach them like so if you are kind, that means it's okay to do whatever the hell you want. No, because you know who's kind? Sociopaths <laughs> pretending to be kind. Babe is kind of a sociopath. Really? Okay, well, I want to hear... This is now just just occurring. I'm going to stop here, pause for our break, and then you're going to tell me why you think Babe from Babe is a sociopath. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, the time has come. Why do you think Babe is a sociopath? He just wants to get on everybody's good side so he can get whatever he wants. That's classic, like, Bundy. I mean, granted, okay, he just doesn't want to die. I think that's fair. Now, when does he find out he doesn't want to die? Uh, or that he, oh, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't want to die forever. <laughs> when does he find out he is not going to die? Oh, uh, well, actually, he doesn't even realize he's going to die for a while. But then the evil cat... Because of course, uh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. This movie has an no. evil cat, which fuck off, oh, babe. Come on. The movie, yeah. Go to the city where you belong. Yeah, my clearly cat is the most precious angel my on this earth. Barry Gibb is a big fat baby, <laughs> and he would actually he would kill me in a, in a heartbeat if he could. But that's Mario. That's our own business. Yeah. So anyway, the evil cat. That's horrible propaganda. But I guess this movie is just pushing forward all kinds of terrible messages. <laughs> uh, it basically tells him, like, the reason that you're here is so that they can eat you. Like, they eat ducks, they eat the cows, they eat you. And then he gets ter- – and so he goes to his mom, dog, who te- who confirms it and says, yeah. And she's, he says, like, so all my brothers and sisters have been eaten? Yeah. And my mom has been eaten? Yeah. And so then he runs away. But because he's an idiot, he gets, like, nowhere. And then they find him immediately. They're, the the tension in this movie is undercut this almost is not homeward bound, where all the animals died in the making of that film. <laughs> oh. know, apparently, I is that to, true? I found out – I was doing this thing two weeks ago. And somebody on the show I was on was telling me – he's like, no, for real. Like, they went through, like, some real animals in the process of that filming. <laughs> and then I haven't Googled it because I just don't want to know. So I'm just telling everyone that it's true. So I'm just going to go – Something you heard once and repeated as well, I but when you like, think about it, maybe should have double checked. I mean, it was the early '90s, though, right? It's not like <laughs> anything could have anything happened. could have happened. Yeah. everyone was wearing. We a, just threw animals into volcanoes and we called did. it a movie. And then there was the movie Volcano Happened. <laughs> that in itself is a testament to what the '90s yeah. were capable of. I'm surprised Gabby Hoffman didn't die in that I mean, film. That movie. I had a big crush on Tommy Lee Jones in that movie. Really? And I think that and <laughs> The Fugitive really like that's like, and that explains the kind of guys that I like. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, are they mad or are they just? Secretly very funny and nice, but also mad. <laughs> but they would never hurt you. Yeah. But they have a cause. Yeah. yeah. They're they're lovably gruff. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Harrison Ford and the Fugitive. There you go. Um, what's Cromwell's sitch in this film? Uh, well, apparently he signed on to the film because when he leafed through the script, he saw that he had not ma- very many lines. And then upon filming realized it's just because his character doesn't talk a lot, but he's in almost every scene. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> So he's the quiet he's, farmer he's man. He's a quiet farmer man who says very little, but when he does talk, oh, it's important. That'll do pig. That'll do pig. Uh, at one point, he sings a song and does a jig to make Babe feel better. I. This is what I'm not understanding. Can the humans hear the animals they, talk? He cannot. Oh, how does he know that Babe's sad? Uh, well, because Babe run, ran away okay. and then has a cold and won't eat. Oh, well, that that is sad. And so, and the doctor says like he needs to get fluids or he'll die and no. so he, so he sings to him to make him feel no, better see, this is why i can't see animal films because like i would if you left me alone and i found out the information i'd go and cry to myself right now i'd wrap myself in this well, scarf blanket babe gets better and then uh, and then cheats he cheats death and then he cheats the fucking competition <laughs> what an asshole i i just think this movie would be so much better if it were like kindness is its own reward it won't get you anything everything like, how much better would it be, like, he didn't win the competition, but hey. But he made friends with the sheep. He made friends with the sheep, and he won something more important, self-respect. Oh, self-respect. You know what? I'm having, like, a big 
anger, to, big anger moment <laughs> towards – like I always see people on Twitter and they do nothing um, – elsewhere but they'll just be like just reminder guys that like kindness and compassion go a long way and you're like this isn't it come on <laughs> this isn't enough yeah it's great it's like if it's part of a pie but it's not like if you serve kindness and compassion and only kindness and compassion you'd be like where's the fucking pie you'd like, yeah you'd be like where's the pie i need some crust somehow i've given my house away um i don't have jeans anymore i don't know where they went they're gone have you seen the side to side tweets of uh chris evans on new year's day 2016 and or 2017 and new year's day 2018 oh my god what are they so the first one is just like kindness and compassion let's all just be kind to one another it's been a rough few months let's just do it and then the next year it's him just going don't be a dick yes that's what i'm here for i like that that is what babe could have been Mm -hmm. he chose to be a little bit of a weasel yes absolutely as opposed and oh just because he's so cute and nice that means we should just let him get away with everything well that's how society has always worked and it's not going well it is bad also those dogs worked their whole lives for this what we're gonna punish them just because the way they've been taught this whole time because they're dogs because they're dogs what kind of dogs sheep they're not sheep dogs i don't know i mean are they unfriendly what's their deal they uh they they have been taught that they are superior to sheep, and so they act that way. Well, that's how things work. When you yeah. teach someone that, yeah. it's like, do I need to are you talk just... about serial killers? Because I will. Yeah. You can't just shun shun them or say, you don't get anything now because we taught you one way. We decided to change the rules all of a sudden. Well, I am currently reading the um, the Versace murder thing that the whole oh, yeah. thing is based on, right? It's got a real title. Good luck. Google it on your own. I'm not your teacher or your mom. But here's the thing. Andrew Cunanan, who did go on that stateside killing spree before he killed Giovanni Versace, was like basically groomed by his parents to be like, you're better than everyone. You're better than everyone. You're better than everyone. Blah, blah, blah. And he became like an ins- like so like bananas person. Mm-hmm. But – the dogs were just trained like serial killers. Exactly. Like, hello, anybody needs to just read Mindhunter. And even by the end, Babe has rubbed off on them and they become a little bit kinder and understand there's a better way. Because they've never learned they, compassion. Yes, just educate these poor dogs. They're just dogs. All the sheep, all the dogs, everyone will be much happier if they're just exposed to a different way. Who are the voices in this film? Like what? Um... Uh, so Hugo Weaving is one of the dogs. Okay, now who is he? He is from The Matrix. He played Agent Smith. Very interesting to him. Yes. Handsome. Very <laughs> handsome. Um, oh, and I can't remember her name. I think she played the nurse in Romeo plus Juliet. Oh. This, uh, the um, She's like older. Yes. yes. I may be incorrect about okay. that. Uh, babe, I, co- I think it's just a voice actress, who, Christina something. Wow. A lot, like, I was looking at the names and it's not like now when you have a vo- you everyone. Have, you have like super famous people doing voiceovers. Like this was very much like let's get people who are good at voices specifically. And it was nominated for Best Picture. Best Picture. It's- I think, well, because I remember seeing like feature or like featurettes on like Oprah and like I don't know, Entertainment yeah. Tonight and being like, how did they get those pigs to talk? And they're like, there's this thing called computers now and they just did it. I remember understanding that it was like animation or something like that but I remember even being self-aware at 10 thinking you'll get too emotional if you see this in the theater. Don't <laughs> well I think this. there are some animatronics then there are some anime, like computer animation on real animals mouths. Oh cool. Uh yeah, like they're fine. They're fine for 1995. It won. It won for special. It won the Oscar for special, which effects. I believe because I mean, and I, like that was. I remember going to Toy Story and being like, "This looks so real. How did they do this?" Mm. And then I watched it over Christmas, and I'm like, "Oh, 
Like, it's precious. <laughs> it doesn't look real at all, but... Oh, yeah. I remember when the TV movie version uh, adaptation of Stephen King's The Langoliers came out. Oh. And they had a computer animation of a plane flying through a storm. And at the time, I was like, wow, it looks so real. And then I saw it on TV maybe five years ago. And it looks the fakest thing in the world. It of looks course. like It looks like it belongs on, like... I don't know, not an episode of Xena, but that type, that type of budget yeah. is what I'm saying. Where you're like, even as a kid, you're like, this is not yeah, good. I this know. is bad. Did you see the follow-up to Babe? Uh, I did not. I heard it was much darker. Oh. I think I, I think it flopped because people were hoping for like another uplifting like romp on the farm. It almost seems like Babe, the original, this is based on me, who's literally just heard the plot is in this moment, <laughs> somehow I've avoided it for over 20 years. <laughs> it seems like a movie that's like injected with um, almost a bit of a saccharine um, bit to it. Like, yeah, he almost dies from having a cold, but like he's nursed through a song. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, it, the stakes aren't that high. I, I will say the song part works on me. Do you cry? I don't cry, but I'm just like, that's not, he loves the he loves that pig. He loves him, and like oh. he is such he's such a. He doesn't say a lot, so you can feel the emotion coming out Does of him. Does he not have a family? He has uh, a wife okay. who has his, is away, which is why he can get away with putting the pig in the competition. Okay. And then he has two kids who are jerks who have, themselves have kids who are even worse jerks. What? What do they do? Uh, they come over for Christmas. And okay. so the farmer has spent all this time making a dollhouse for his granddaughter, and she opens it and starts crying because it's not the one she saw in the catalog. What is wrong with this film? Yep. And then the kids give them a fax machine, and they're just like, what do we do with this? Well, and, and that's what anyone would say, <laughs> especially now. Yeah, there was maybe a 10-year period where people were like, I know what to do with a fax machine. We had one at work when I was working at Rona Home and Garden, and I remember, like, I think I, I screwed up so many people's financial documents. <laughs> I don't know where I've sent them, but I should not Did have been Did you fax the wrong side? 100% um, and to the wrong number. So Amazing. And yeah, I wasn't allowed to do them after a while. <laughs> But that's fine. Yeah. Now, was that resolved? Like, is it like with the old man at the end of Home Alone where they, like, make up? Or No. Just the kids are shitty for Christmas and then they leave and we never see them again. And it's the, the plot point is that then he has the fax machine enabled to so that he can fax in his application for the competition. Who wrote this? I think it was a book, but I don't know how, how true this to the is, book the movie I is. I hate this. I want you to <laughs> it know. It was written by George Miller. I don't – who's uh, that? Mad Ma- who did Mad Max. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Apparently is... he spent like years and years trying to get this on screen. Goodness gracious. I know. That is a shocking revelation. <laughs> um, I don't even know what to say, I know. to be honest. And this is my own podcast where I should have <laughs> things to say. And I am like, what the fuck? I know. Here's what I don't understand. Um, when people defend it adamantly mm-hmm. to you when you bring this up, what's their biggest – like what do you get? I think they think that Babe deserved to win because he was kind. Okay. And I look, I also love watching him win the competition. It sure. is very funny to watch a bunch of sheep walking two by two very close to each other very quietly and in an organized fashion. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, go through all of it and just everyone's silent and in awe. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Yeah, And for so sure. I, I get it. I get why you want Babe to win. I get why my opinion is very upsetting to people. I've had people literally say, I don't have a heart. Really? There's a cold black void where my heart should be. Strangers say this to you. People I know-ish. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm a very anxious person. I love the rules. The rules are there for a reason. True. <laughs> Breaking the rules will and up, up and the status quo. Let's bring down pa- the patriarchy. I agree with Naturally. all that. But I also love the rules, and the rules 
should be fair to everybody in this competition, and they are not. Well, that's, I think, what you're angry at is the unfair advantage. Absolutely. It's not the fact that Bay broke the mold. It's the fact that he, when he found out information, he didn't share it. Like, when, in Harry Potter, when he finds out during, like, the Triwizard Championship, like, he and Cedric exchange information. Exactly. exactly. Harry could have just won that, and he would have died. Yes. But, and, but he, which he didn't know, but... But... But he shared it with other people because he realized they had the right to have the same chance to win yes. that he did. And they also and, did the same. Exactly. And to have, spend this whole movie talking about how Babe is this this icon that we should look up to in, in kindness and fairness, and then have him not share this information with anyone is unfair and yes. gross. And I realize he goes it, he goes, he's the last comp, uh, competitor to, to, to try. Mm-hmm. There, he doesn't really have the opportunity to tell any of the other dogs, but maybe he shouldn't have taken the information then. Yeah. Or... I mean, there's a lot of ways this could have played out in a very different way. Yeah, I spent a lot of time talking about, like, uh, talking about it with other people, thinking about it. It takes up a shocking amount of, like, I don't know what my blood type is, but this just goes this around and around in my brain I think all the time. I think it's your, I honestly think it just boils down to your general discontent and anger <laughs> and resentment for people that don't, play, like, not play by the rules, but they position themselves above others and then don't bring other people up with them. It's like thinking yourself of the un- as the underdog. Yeah. And then and you're not. And then and maybe you are at first, but then like you climb up and suddenly you're not the underdog anymore and you're like, well, I guess I don't because I the fair rules weren't fair to me at the start, they don't matter to me now. Right. I mean, I hear this. He's, he's, I, not, he's not the he's the he's not, not the underpig. He's the overpig. Oh, I was about to make a pork pen, but I don't have no. one. But I do have rapid fire questions for you. Oh, because this is how I like to do things here. <laughs> Everyone listening is like, "What? We know. Stop, Stop I, doing." I this. didn't know. So, so yeah, exactly. Okay. So you guys can fuck off. Um, it's my house. My producer's crying now. He's like, please stop. (laughs) We're getting sued. Um, Okay, so rapid fire questions. Okay. Uh, Which character in Babe do you relate to the most? Oh. uh, I, ooh. Oh, I definitely uh, relate to the the duck who himself is trying to find his own way to survive on this farm so tries to become like the rooster of the farm so they won't get killed and is willing to do whatever it takes to survive well we are all the duck <laughs> let me tell you in 2018 yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic that being said i also uh totally agree with all the animals who are just like stop breaking the rules babe because the anxious part of me is like yeah the rules are there to protect you <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, they're for your own good <laughs> what part of this movie do you like like brings you the most delight Oh, uh, it is either like just watching the final competition, even as I think it's ridiculous, it's unfair and bad. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. But also, James Cromwell is so stoic through so much of the film and watching his love for this cute little pig just come out in this moment when he sings the song to him and then just starts dancing around. And then it ends and he looks outside and all of the farm animals are looking in the window watching him. And it's just, it's a kind and heartwarming moment. I'm not made of stone. I You're like not made heartwarming of stone. things. You're very warm. Yeah. You're very warm. <laughs> God. Okay, now, if there was something about Babe, other than this obvious bit, yeah. that you could change, what would it be? Oh, I would have his shitty grandkids get their comeuppance. Right. They don't learn a single fucking thing in this movie. That's true. They just cry because he uh, painstakingly handcrafted gifts for them. And they don't appreciate it. Yeah. And then they go home. And, like, that's the end of their story. And, like, how long would that dollhouse have taken? Right? Like, it's, it's months. A, it's very intricate. 
I would have killed. I would have literally slashed someone's throat for a dollhouse like that. <laughs> my dad, my parents got me a dollhouse when I was younger for Christmas, and my dad and I built it together. Oh, that's I mean, nice. By together, I mean he did most of the work, and I sort of handed him a tool every once in a while. But it was a nice bonding moment it was. for us. Oh Never my... even occurred to me to be like, boo. <laughs> okay, well, outside of the shitty grandkids, yeah. What animal character do you like the least? Ooh. Uh, the shitty cat, because that shitty cat doesn't exist in real life. Yeah, that cat does not exist in real life. What's the cat's name? Oh, I don't even know. I think they just call her the cat. Oh, thanks, babe. Yeah, whatever. Great. Hilarious. Fantastic. So good. Amazing. I may be wrong about this, but, and she has like that, that shitty little voice. Oh, hello, babe. I didn't mean to scare you. I'm so evil. Oh, that cat has had a bad life. I guarantee that cat is not spayed. And has been through the fucking mill, my friend. And it really makes me question uh, the farmer and his wife's pet rearing abilities if that's the attitude of their cat. Yeah, what's up, man? What happened to that cat? That why is it who so... hurt you, cat? Who? That's a real question. Yeah, I had again raised to be a monster and then punished for it. Yeah, like stop blame. I mean, listen, we can go in there if we want and yeah. just tear some shit up. Write our own babe. <laughs> we'll write our own it. babe where babe loses and the cat is lovely. And the cat is fine. <laughs> and the dogs are like, we're just dogs. Like, what do you want? And the sheep are like, like you know. If you ask nicely, oh, we can ask you nicely. Great. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Now, what lesson would you – do you think that this, like, movie does do a brilliant job of staying home? I think it does do a good job of teaching kids and adults that, like – Traditions are nice, mm-hmm. but not the most important. Right. Just the way, if you think that's how it's supposed to be, maybe think again. And maybe an outsider with a with an unorthodox point of view could find a better, better, kinder way of doing things. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I, I just wish good. it had ended with him not being a goddamn cheater. I mean, he's a cheater. Maybe that's why Bay Pig in the City is so dark. They cut, they come up the the dogs. He meets some city dogs, and they say, "We don't do this shit." Oh, they've like been this they've been planning their revenge for a long time, and they like all like you know, it's West Side Story. They're wearing leather jackets. <laughs> and they're all snapping their paws. I'm just making like the fan barks fiction. and the jits. Yeah, it's, and the yelps. They're like the third party ones. Nice. Can't really count on them because they fight dirty. Anyways, that's my own time. I should write that. Not here and not now. Okay. Well, I'm going to leave you with one last question. Then I want you to plug all of the things that you do. Oh, great. Because I, I mean, it's, I, it's your time to shine. <laughs> it's not for me. Um, okay. So, I mean, we know that you would change the grandkids bit. Mm-hmm. We know that you would change the cheating bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when you watched it as a kid, though, what scene brought you like the most comfort where you're like, I wish that – because I – you know what I mean? I wish I could go in there. So uh, there is one of the dogs, Fly, who sort of takes her under, takes Babe under her paw, mm-hmm. I guess. Aww. And uh, so she has puppies, and but then the puppies are then given away, and she's very sad. Oh. And then Babe comes over to her and says, "Can I call you mom?" No. And then so then she's just very happy that he's been, he's done this, and so then she's his mom for the rest of the movie. No, fuck this movie. I, <laughs> too many feelings. I'm gonna cry in this room covered in weird insular things that we don't echo. It's a nice movie. I just think Babe cheated. He did cheat. You were right to think that, yeah. and I'm right to think that there's too much sadness in this movie for me. <laughs> I just want to curl up with the Godfather. <laughs> it's 
That's comforting. <laughs> well, you know that you know what's coming there. Yeah, the this horse, movie tricks you. Yeah, that's fun on the farm. Fun nope. on the, no, there's nothing fun about this. No, everybody dies. Oh yeah, uh, sheep's die. Sheep's like, die. Wolves attack. What is this? I know. This is for children. This is for children. I knew it. I knew as a child. I yeah. knew this in my heart. Yeah. I think I went to see like Richie Rich instead or something. <laughs> where I got a weird crush on the butler who ends up playing um, Bruce Ismay in Titanic and the people hunter in Jumanji. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, guys, this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pre- pre- pretend that the, all those movies take place in the same universe. Oh, I already have been doing that for years, <laughs> my friend. Okay, now tell everybody where they can find you, what you do, yada, yada. Go for it. Uh, I'm a writer for BuzzFeed.com, the website. You yep. can find all my lists and quizzes and weird things on there. Uh, also, I host a wonderful podcast called I Hate It But I Love It with my wonderful, hilarious friend, Jocelyn Getty. We talk about the movies and television shows that we love and hate simultaneously, uh, like the Devil Wears Prada, Armageddon. You have been on to talk about the oh Liam Neeson God. film Run All Night. And I want to come back. It's, you can come on anytime. Okay, sick. Uh, it's, I, I think it's pretty good. I love your podcast. <laughs> so you can find I Hate It But I Love It wherever you find your podcast or at hatelovepodcast.com. And you have merch. And we have merch, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you go to teepublic.hatelovepodcast.com, you can see our merch. It's such a funny podcast, and you guys are so great. Thank and you. I've known you for, oh my God, it's been almost 10 years. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Just like the film. <laughs> Oh, God. No, Let's not like the film at all. The opposite of the movie. It's the opposite. There's none of it. Let's think outside the box on ah, this one. We're going to leave on that note, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, that was Kat Angus, who is brilliant and extraordinary, talking about something that probably brought a lot of you um, upset. And I don't care because it's my podcast and it's not yours. But this is Nobody Cares, um, where I've, people come on and they talk about what they love and other people don't really care about. But I do, and you probably do as well. So hit me up at Ann T. Donahue and tell me the things you care about and nobody wants to talk about. And we can figure out how to make your dreams come true. Anyways, thanks for listening. I will see you soon or hear you or whatever it is. I don't know how words work. So now let's hear what you guys care about, which, by the way, you can get on too. If you go to my website, nobodycarespodcast.ca, you can either phone in or write in, and we can talk about all your obsessions that are not shared by the rest of the world. Anyways, here we go. Here's our next batch. So the thing that I care about that nobody else cares about is gardening and plants. I used to work in a garden center and then I did some landscaping for many years. So if I walk by a garden bed and they have plants in there that are meant for the shade and it's like beautifully sunny and like they're just getting so much sun and they're dying and they're drying out, it kills me. It drives me crazy. And I annoy all my friends by talking about it all the time. Every time we go by uh, a garden or a planter box and they have like the wrong plants in there or they've got some like sun plants in mixed with some shade plants or it's just like really ugly and the colors don't go together, it drives me nuts.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 